At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yep, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now, but I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. Since Obama got elected up until Joe Biden, there's mm-hmm. only been one president who's actually curtailed gun rights, and that's Donald J. Trump. Right. So you want to talk about fucking false flags, motherfucker. Donald J. Trump is the only one who's actually done anything to curtail gun rights. So all your NRA QAnon bullshit is literally pulling the wool so far over your fucking eyes that it's actually gone around, given you an atomic wedgie, and come back over your fucking head. <laughs> What starts here changes the world. Well, I've got to admit, I kind of like it. What starts here changes the world. Because that is how it works. The average American will meet 10,000 people in their lifetime. The problem can only be solved when there is a kind of coalition. Once you are willing to stand up for yourself. But if every one of you changed the lives of just 10 people. Once you recognize what your rights are. And each one of those people changed the lives of another 10 people. This is the beginning. It is not the finale. And that's why we're here. And that's why we rally. And you can change the entire population of the world. Eight billion people. If you think it's hard to change the lives of 10 people, change their lives forever, forever. We've got to be that something that Arnold Tornby, the historian, refers to as a... You're wrong. Once you are willing to stand up for yourself, then others will show up. Also, what about no children dying? That's kind of nice. Kind of nice. Liberation. It's an internal thing. their children were saved and their children's children's children generations were saved by one decision one person but changing the world can happen anywhere and anyone can do it adam guess what yes we're recording ryan ryan guess what (laughs) what we are in effect (laughs) so what starts here can indeed change the world but the question is what will the world look like after you change it welcome to public, to public access. Okay. Access. Okay.
Good morning. We got a we got, we actually have a packed show today, Jeffrey. So I'm kind of excited Ooh, about that. What I, I did this. was during the week I just put um, some notes, like just a couple things that I found fascinating about the week, and um, we're gonna get going on that. I did want to start by saying I don't think the Republicans have anybody that can communicate or cooperate or compromise or do what Joe Biden's doing right now, and. Uh, booyah to the democrats you know what i mean <laughs> i find it i find it immensely amusing how you know they called for unity after january 6th and suddenly that unity talk has been like well you know i mean the, the these riots were like three weeks ago we need to get over it meanwhile you got <laughs> shit like benghazi that's been going on 10 years and they still can't get over it shut right. up right Impeaching like, someone over a tan, tan suit or a blowjob, and now insurrection, nothing. But I do want to. I want to get something on uh, something. I think you might probably know about because you're a Reddit fan, and I mm -hmm. wanted. I wanted to talk about GameStop real quick because <laughs> yeah. I am not. Yep. I'm not understanding what's going on, and I think people want to know. So what? What? What would you? What can you tell me about GameStop stocks right now? Oh, I, I think I think let's 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 step back a little bit and understand what the game is, yeah. because because you know when when most people think about the stock market, they think it's some you know something as simple as buying and selling shares and hoping that you make a profit. And, right. And that's that's part of the truth. You know, you buy a share of a company and you know you're expecting a certain amount of return. Otherwise, if you don't get that return on your share, you dump the stock. Hmm. You know, that's that's how that's the, the the quick version of it. But then you have different ways of buying and selling stocks. So, for example, uh, you can hedge money, basically saying, you know, it's a bet saying that I'm going to bet that the price is going to hit, you know, X percent higher or X mm -hmm. percent lower. Well, bunch of people that's this is how they try and make their money is, is that they essentially make bets or hedge money that says that this company stock is going to move lower and when it does they make you know a bunch of money off of that and they're doing that with other hedge hedge fund managers right right okay and so it's you know the stock market is really just this game of trying to understand what people are buying what people are you know what companies people think are going to grow what companies people think are going to go by the wayside and then they just hedge their money in such a way that you know they're going to profit off of either someone's company gaining or losing well there's a bunch of money out there on GameStop losing a bunch of shares as right. you know you have you have the new generation of consoles out where you know most everything is moving towards a digital state so right. buying so buying games buying they, you know, the, this idea that buying games from GameStop is going to go by the wayside. So they've bet a bunch of money that the company is going to lose value. So after, you know, decades of, you know, all of these stock market games, mm -hmm. Reddit came up with this idea of why don't we fuck these people out of a bunch of money and say, you know, and just dump a bunch of money into GameStop and right. And, and, it just caught fire, you know, yeah. some stuff like stuff like this, you know, it, I mean, it's always hit or miss, but stuff like this is what they call the Reddit hug of death. Mm. When Reddit gets behind a, a good idea, like you've seen this with uh, like in AMA, ask me anything. 
they, you know, you'll get people that are like, Hey, I've made this cool new product that I think people may might enjoy, you know, oh, I'm the inventor oh. of it. And, you know, sometimes they're, you know, they'll get like a few questions. Sometimes it just blows up. Right. And when it does, you know, so, you know, this, you know, little small business guy suddenly has thousands of orders and he's like, Oh shit, how am I going to do this <laughs> slowly? But you know, it, mm-hmm. you know, it's just, you overwhelm, it ends up overwhelming someone's site, you know, for good reasons. And there's also bad reasons too. There's no right. question about that. But in this case, you know, I think people, you know, after the 2020 pandemic and watching wall street, make a bunch of money on people suffering, mm-hmm. Reddit just kind of was like, you know what? Fuck these guys. Fuck these guys who've been scalpers of PS5s and Xbox One, uh, Xbox Series X for profit. So fuck these guys that are investing a bunch of money on a company going under. Fuck right. you. And, and we're then it just billions of dollars too. We're not just talking about yeah. a couple hundred thousand. There, it's in the billions right now. And it just blew up like it was. And and so and so now you've got companies that restricting trade on uh, GameStop and AMC. That's what I noticed. Yeah. Because of this. And it's like, motherfucker, you are pissed because somebody figured out your game and then just beat you with the game board. Right. Uh, the Biden administration said they were monitoring it, but they weren't taking any actions. So I thought that was that was fascinating, you know, stay out of it. Free market, you know, to me, it's one of those things. It's like, hey, you know what? GameStop, they're going to do whatever they can to, you know, either gain their money from this and Mm -hmm. potentially, you know, expand into new areas or, you know, they're going to just sit back and enjoy the ride because, you know, kind of like the whole Twisted Tea incident. You know, right now, GameStop is getting a bunch of free press that they didn't plan on right. and a, a bunch of good press that they didn't plan on because yeah. GameStop isn't exactly one of your most consumer friendly places. It's like you'll you go in to trade a, you know, a used video game and they're like, I'll give you three dollars for it. And then they turn around and resell it for 30, mm-hmm. you know, and all they might do is, you know, buff out the scratches in the disc if there are any, yeah. you know, but they're somehow, you know, the, and also too, like when you trade in consoles, the, you know, they're like, yeah, I'll give you 50 bucks for it. And then mm-hmm. they'll turn around and sell it for 200. But, yeah. you know, it's still one of those places like, you know, they're actually getting investors off this. I just looked before we came on and it was $300 a share. It was down like 0.46 and I don't know much about the stock market other than that, but they're, yeah, they're actually getting investors because of this. And so what do you think? Do you think people should go ahead and, and get GameStop? I think it's no. going to crash in about a day or two, right? Yes, it's going to crash. I mean, this, basically that's, that's kind of been Reddit's idea is, is that, you know, they bought in when these things were essentially penny stocks mm-hmm. and suddenly it's, you know, it's 300 bucks a share. And, all of these, all of these people are losing money a hand over fist because they bet that, you know, GameStop wouldn't reach a certain amount or that they were going to lose a certain amount of money. And so you got a bunch of nervous investors willing to give, you know, their Beretta a blowjob because they, you know, they didn't count on something that, you know, don't piss off the internet. It's it's yeah. kind of like the old saying, don't fuck with cats on the internet. You're going to find yourself on the wrong side of the business end of something, you know, and what, games are one of those things that people love, you know? Oh yeah. There's... They're going to be around forever. 
I mean, I don't know that they'll, I don't know if they'll be around forever, but this has certainly made the case that they're going to be around a lot longer than anybody thought. Well, in some form or another. I mean, we're, exactly. we're going to the uh, PlayStation store to get our games now instead of GameStop. What I think is interesting, so in 1929, um, John Kennedy's dad, Joe Kennedy, he actually was a shoeshine boy. And mm-hmm. he got in the room with a bunch of investors. And what these guys would do, would they would, they would buy stock and the stock prices would go up. And then people would buy that stock. And then they would sell that stock, you know, and that's how mm-hmm. they made all of their money. And they let this little shine boy in and helped him by giving him some money and then doing this. And he be, he made his fortune and that's how everybody made their fortune. But one day people realized what was going on. And so they bought this stock and nobody did. And it started this trend. And I think that's what led to the you know stock market crash yeah there's there's a lot of factors that led to the oh yeah 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 to that was an interesting part of it you know but but that's essentially what's happened is is that a bunch Mm -hmm. of people have figured out what the game is and they're pissed yeah (laughs) you know i i was having a conversation with someone here recently about why you know for example why credit unions have seemed to have done so well during the pandemic and it came down to, you know, the simplest explanation, which is credit unions don't have investors that they have to satisfy. It is, it is, you know, they have their employees that they have to answer to and they have the, the, the members, the customers that, you know, entrust the, the, the credit union with their money. You know, we're, you know, you're able to do things with that, that a normal bank wouldn't or couldn't. You know, it's uh, the simplest solution is, is that, you know, when you don't have all of these expectations of what you have to make on, on an investment, Mm. you're free to, you're, you're a lot more free to uh, adjust your business model, which is what you saw in, in, in credit unions during this pandemic is, is that, you know, credit unions adjusted their models so significantly that they've ended up poaching a bunch of business, you know, from different, uh, from different places like uh, auto refinancing, home mortgage refinancing, personal loans uh, that consolidate credit card debt. And so you got, you know, this, you know, you got these credit unions that they weren't making any money off of this. Mm -hmm. And now by offering, you know, super low rate personal loans, you know, that are so much lower than their credit card debt, their credit card uh, loans, you know, you've got people who are literally saving thousands of dollars a month, you know, anywhere from, you know, an extra 500 bucks a month because they're consolidating their debt to, I've heard of it. I've heard of cases where, you know, it's like two grand, Hmm. you know, and, and the difference is, is that, you know, credit union doesn't have an investor that they got to satisfy. Whereas, you know, a major bank, they're not going to do that shit, you know, right. because that, that, that auto loan, that's one way that they're going to make their money. Your credit card debt, that's one way that they're going to make their money. Your home mm-hmm. mortgage, that's one way that they're going to make your money. There's no way now they're going to want to consolidate that because the interest rates are high enough on all of those that it just 
financially makes sense for their investors to have that money. And Not, also, how would you, if you if you lowered your rates to get more business, you would actually make less of a profit, and your stockholders wouldn't like that when it's such a tight market. You know what I mean? Exactly. Whereas, and and so when you don't have when you don't have an investor that you have to answer to, mm-hmm. it makes it really easy to be like, you know what, we can do these things. Sure, we might not make as much as we want to. But, you know, the difference is, is that you've got people saving money. They're not stressed about how they're going to mm-hmm. go from, you know, get from point A to point B in the month. It's really simple stuff. And and on top of that, you know, the only difference between major banks and credit unions anymore is the fact that, you know, major banks can, you know, invest their money differently than credit unions can. You know, it, sure, you've got you've got this idea of, oh, well, I can travel to any, you know, city and I I can find my bank. Mm. Well, credit unions have what's called shared branching. So you literally do not have to, you literally do not have to have a a credit union by the same name. You can literally walk in, you know, you'll have to look and see whether or not your credit union uh, has shared branching but in a lot of cases, you know, you can look it up on your your credit union's mobile app, and you'll be able to find a shared branch in whatever place you're at. You can go withdraw cash, you can go deposit cash, you can do certain you know certain small things, you know. So if you find yourself traveling and you find yourself in a bind, you can do that. So you know, the idea that you know your local credit union was just you know in this place that you never left anymore is mm-hmm. is a story that's gone by the wayside. That's so cool. You know. It. And the best part is, is that guess what? Those credit unions—they're only responsible to their community. Mm-hmm. To the so people you want to talk- have put money into the bank? Yeah, and and they want to and they want to grow within their community because mm-hmm. that's the easiest place to grow. So they're more willing to invest in their community. Now the question is, is you know what does that willingness look like? And and that's going to vary, you know. Of course. But the idea is, is that it's. A, about the people within the credit union and about the community, not about, you know, some investor who may or may not actually, you know, have their money invested in that bank. Right. Talking about investment, I thought something was super exciting. And I thought to myself this week, Jeffrey, either you and I are really, really smart and we know the future or Joe Biden is listening to our podcast because he (laughs) did this Buy American Executive Order. And I put Mm -hmm. the link in the description here because I didn't really have time to go through all of the benefits of it but i thought man this is this is so on the nose for us this is like what we've been talking about invest in and this is what donald trump said he was going to do as well (laughs) and then didn't and then didn't and so we're bringing jobs back here right we're Mm -hmm. we're in we're encouraging the the government wants to buy American exclusively. They want to live up to that rule, and I like that. And they want mm-hmm. to do it with green technologies in their mm-hmm. transport, in their vehicles. And mm-hmm. that, that is so amazing to a man that owns, like, hydrogen battery stock, you know? <laughs> All I can say is imagine what your, your local post office vehicle is finally going to look like when it's mm. not that 10-mile-per-gallon shitty gas <laughs> engine that they had in the 70s. Yeah. <laughs> You know, that's, that's one of those things where it's like the investment is so worth it. Um, Mm -hmm. 
And there was no, as we've said a thousand times, probably there was no reason that Detroit, you know, couldn't have gone from being the motor city to the electric motor city. Well, they're not fighting. And he also did this big climate change thing too, Mm -hmm. which is all part of this buy American and then create these, the way he's talking, but so the car manufacturers are actually on board. They want to be in the room for these discussions. They actually yes. want, they're talking about vehicle emissions going down to zero by yes. 2035, 15 mm-hmm. years from now, you know, and yes. America becoming, or wait, was that the electric grid? Electric grid by 2050 and yep. the vehicles by 2035. and. Yep. That is just so, and that the, 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 the vehicle manufacturers actually want to do this, Subaru and Ford and you Chevrolet know, and Chevy yeah. is, is talking. They're not actually involved yet, but they're, they're showing interest. And I think that's the Chevy actually has more electric vehicles out than Ford does at this right. point. So why would they, why would they have to step in and do, but they were, they were doing this during Obama. You know, they exactly. fought it during Obama and now they realize they got to get on board or they're going to, they're either you tell somebody what you want to do or they tell you what to do. And I think auto mm-hmm. manufacturers are learning that they, mm-hmm. they can be in the room and say, this is what we can do. And I like this. I like and, all and of I think, this, man. And I think that's where, you know, what you're going to see is you're going to see a really interesting uh, model in which... I think you're going to see a switch to hybrid, uh, a bigger switch to more powerful hybrids, a lot like what Toyota is doing, because hmm. Toyota's really like they're the leader in the game right now, straight up. You know, you've got you've got their Prius, which, you know, can get up to 60 miles to the gallon, just depending on, you know, just depending on what model you get. They've got a full size truck that's going to roll out model year 2022. That's going to be uh, a hybrid electric gas electric vehicle a full-size truck so i you know outside of that you've got rivian and tesla who are you know quote unquote trying to do just a full electric truck Mm -hmm. you know but even still you know when you think about what technology has existed the idea that you know a hybrid a hybrid system Mm -hmm. in in a smaller vehicle i mean we've been using diesel electric for a long time in locomotives and mining equipment why because the power that you need can't be you know physically created through that through that shaft generation like you're used to with you know the old-fashioned vehicle but you can create it with electric motors and on demand you just get yourself a big enough fucking diesel in there and voila Mm. there is no reason why you know some of these vehicles couldn't put a smaller diesel in there that powers that battery but then you get all of the power that you need in order to whole vehicles all that right i mean you've got you've got short haul semis that are starting to come out that are battery only you know yeah they're only going to be in the city but when you think about some of those major cities like la and new york where you probably ain't going to drive 100 miles a day but you're going to be in your vehicle for a long time mm-hmm. it makes sense right. you know and that's the thing is is that I know I've said it to you before, but this is that you don't be the last horse and buggy salesman. Yeah. Even the oil, the gas and oil are on board with this. And Joe Biden said he was going to cut off the subsidies for gas and oil. And, he, you know, he, he suspended the pipeline. And mm-hmm. But what I thought was interesting is I've been saying, you know, Democrats don't talk to white America anymore. They're not trying to get us. They assume they have us. And 
what Joe Biden did was explain how his climate change is going to include those people that are going to lose jobs. And he's going to put places in place in the towns that are losing the coal mining jobs and use those people's existing skills to find them better union jobs <laughs> well, you, <laughs> to, do that's... The, to do the work that they're they're losing. Like the pipeline, you're going to lose what? I think it's like 1,500 jobs. But yep. – but, over that that would what I've heard is that this tar sand thing would have what it had to create to make would have put us over the threshold of like environmental disaster. Well, and the funny so, thing about that that whole pipeline is is that if I remember the assessment correctly from before Trump is is that there were about fifteen hundred jobs created in making the pipeline, mm-hmm. but after the pipeline was built. And fully connected, it would only create a permanent, I think it was 40 full-time jobs. Right. So you're losing 40 full-time jobs. And this this pipeline, by the way, goes through tribal lands. So it was illegal to begin with. And it uses their fresh water. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, that's the thing is, is, is while we've done this whole thing of, you know, making it so energy companies kind of just get run of the land uh, to mm-hmm. me is I don't, you know, whether it's tribal land, whether it's private land, you know what, if, if the feds want to make it that way for the land that they own, then Hey, that's their prerogative. But I think that that needs to be negotiated. You know, I think that needs to be easily negotiated with, you know, whoever owns the land. Of course. And I mean, overwhelmingly the tribe said no. But that's the, and then they're doing it anyways. <laughs> people are saying that Joe Biden is taking jobs away. It's 40 jobs and it was done illegally. And so that's my pro- my my problem with it. It isn't Joe Biden's fault that Donald Trump did something or allowed something illegal to happen and Joe Biden is mm-hmm. fixing it, you know. It affects it affects everyone's life on the planet. And the reality was is that they could have they could have come up with a different pipeline route to that didn't go through tribal lands. Well they have thousands of pipelines. Canada said they're just going to build another one and of course you are, but guess what? You're not going to do it over tribal lands using their fresh water to do it and it'll be done in a way that is regulated. <laughs> and that's what so, regulations are for. That's what the government is for, not to regulate my existence, but to regulate businesses' existence so they don't interfere with my existence, you know. Well, and 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 really, you know, in in this case, you know, there there needed to be protections for you know, landowners, be it tribal, be it private, that allow them to come after these companies. So that way it's, you know, let's be, let's be real honest, you know, even having worked in the industry, pipelining, shit leaks, shit breaks. That's the, that is the truth of the pipeline industry. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Eventually something will leak, something will break down because nothing is perfect. Right. You know, and the question is, is, you know, what protections do does the private landowner have or the the private entity have you know to to either stop that from going through their land or to i would say seek recompense for 
what uh, what uh, disaster happens on their land and that's been uh, an afterthought where basically we'll just throw money at the problem later Mm -hmm. like this these fucking tar sands though it's like this you know everybody you know a lot of a lot of countries gave you know the u.s shale industry shit for being crappy oil Mm -hmm. tar sands are even worse than shale like by magnitudes worse and it's like, really? You know, this is this is this is the hill that people want to die on. Okay. Um, I just I love it. I mean, he wants to put jobs in capping capping open, you know, uh, holes in the earth. You know, <clears throat> I, it's just I, I really wish people would understand that the jobs of the future are the jobs of today, the welding of the batteries, the installing of the batteries, the making of the vehicles. All of these are are common sense, hardworking jobs. You're not going to lose your job. You're just going to move into welding something else. And it's what it's what's important is that this is, That's... This is really exciting, the way he's going about this stuff. Everything mm-hmm. that like we've said on our past shows, it seems like he's just kind of, doing <laughs> and I, I i'm really sorry to everybody that it's a democrat doing that and i didn't want that's what i was saying was that there is no counterpart on the republican side to debate it rationally and right. so joe biden is doing the rational steps and there's nobody at the table for you republicans because they're over there well we're going to get that into a minute i did want to i wanted to move on and talk about something that was really cool to me and mm-hmm. because it it's this pressure on the back of my head like a needle and it's it's gone now um joe biden stands up to russia you know what i mean and hey he, he talked giving about, some backbone to backbone to a country that actually fucking hacked us right so he talked about the the biden the uh, russian bounties he talked about solar winds new start which is the nuclear deal that stops us from disaster ukraine which fucking ukraine but alexei navalny and that's where i kind of wanted to stop a minute Mm -hmm. because i think we got to be careful in our in our support of alexei navalny to the point of um like interference because in russia he might be a joe biden but if he was here he would be right of donald trump and yeah. we got to remember who we're supporting here. And if he doesn't represent our values as well, sure, as a value system, we can say don't harm another human. But politically, I think we need to stay out of that because he is nowhere near what we are. And we can't just say that the enemy of our enemy is our friend if our enemy is also something that could, like, be an enemy. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> I mean, the the. I mean, uh, to toe the typical America American line of, you know, we we support uh, democracies, mm-hmm. uh, foreign and domestic, and that, you know, to acknowledge that Russia's system has been far less democratic than it should be. Oh fuck yeah! I think one of the issues that we have is is that we're willing to throw our support behind whoever we happen to like or dislike. Right. And really rather than, you know, look towards, I would say a lasting peace and stability, you know, things like with, you know, Russia's Putin are not stable because you see them lashing out. You see, Crimea, you see solar winds hack, you see, mm-hmm. you, you see, uh, the South Asia, you know, in Georgia and 
all you know all these other you know all these other things that they they get involved in mm-hmm. yeah and uh, i mean even the poisonings like the poisonings aspect of navalny like yeah. that's shit you haven't seen since the cold war right and using a drug that only your government has and designed and manufactures is just stupid <laughs> like yeah they, they wanted everybody to know what happened just like in england you know with the you know they i will say that I will. I will say that Navalny going back to Russia is big dick energy because now oh, it's yeah. like if he goes, if 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 he gets off, there's no question who did it. Right. But you got to understand that like Russia actually holds the moral high ground here on us right now, and and has for a while because like when we we've used water cannons and pepper sprays <clears throat> and rubber bullets, Russia won't do that. Because then they can always say, see, we don't treat you like America treats their people. Mm-hmm. And, and we have to understand that. And, yeah, I, I have a lot of respect for Alexei Navalny as a person for what he's doing, that big dick energy, like you said. That is cool. And getting those protesters out there. And so the interesting thing, he called for protests. And the people that were protesting learned American dialects so that they could tell the people, you know, the police that were coming to attack them, no, we're American. And I think that is so cool. Even after four years of of Trump, like, the people still think if they say they're American, like, they'll be treated better. <laughs> right. That's, that's the funny part of this. I yeah. mean, in, in the end, you know, what I hope for is, is that Russia gets a more transparent democracy mm. because you know, just like I hope that for us and just like I would hope that for China, you know, though China's not a democracy, Russia supposedly is. But I think one of the more famous lines that I've ever heard was, you know, you Americans complain that it took you six days to find out the results of an election. In Russia, we know the results two hours before the polls open. Right. You yeah. know, it's, you know, that's, that's really unfortunate because what is the point of democracy if, you know, you're, if your party, if your candidate doesn't stand a chance and, and, mm-hmm. you know, corruption within the government in Russia has been, well, encouraged, I would say. And well, that's, that goes, that goes back, yeah. you know, a hundred years. That's not, that's not Putin. That's not Boris Yeltsin. That's not, you know, Medvedev. Mm-hmm. That's, 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 nice. that's just government in Russia. Sure. And that's the thing is like, what I like about Xi and Putin is the long-term stability of continuity in government as it were but the way we do it is the bad ideas kind of fall to the wayside and the good ideas the ones that stand like um medicare or social security those things stand because well they're good you know and so i think russia with their dictatorships prop up bad ideas for far too long and that's what happens it morphs into this like oh corrupt sort of garbage just like china you know what I mean? And I would say just like Venezuela, you know, just you're like watching, yeah. you're watching a dumpster fire there because, you know, the person who had the ideas initially could make them work. Hugo mm-hmm. Chavez made things work for Venezuelans. Right. Like he'd, he'd had it figured out, but Maduro is, you know, pants on head drooling on himself <laughs> and, yeah. and we- things are falling apart there because, mm-hmm. you know, he 
does not have the same ability as a Hugo Chavez does. Right. That's not to say that I will sing Hugo Chavez praises because I won't. It's just that he made things work. Mm-hmm. Whereas Maduro has shown that he can't period. Sure. And I, just, I think anybody can live in, in oppression if it's stable, you know what I mean? We live in oppression but it's stable so we can handle it. We don't complain about it as much or we didn't. Well, and and we also have a very open lens to the oppression that other countries have, Mm -hmm. you know, you you look at what some of those other countries lived through. I mean, yikes. I mean, even, even if you think about like the differences between, you know, what we would consider free world countries, Mm -hmm. you know, like, for example, a lot of people like to sit down and, you know, talk about Denmark, Norway, fin- Finland, Sweden, Germany, and about how, you know, their system works. It's like, but you do realize that within their constitutions that, you know, they make it very clear that, you know, like Germany, for example, is a Christian nation for Germans. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, that is literally their, their constitution. We don't have that. We don't have a sanctioned religion for a group of people. <laughs> we don't have that. So so what you end up seeing is that there are issues like from their 1950s and 60s Gastarbeiter program, mm-hmm. guest worker program. And basically you had a bunch of Greeks and Turks that came in and worked in, in, in building Germany's infrastructure. And now that their, their children are there and their grandchildren are there, they're not German citizens. They're never going to have the same rights as German citizens. Right. Whereas in our country, you know, an American citizen is an American citizen, regardless mm. of, of race or, or country of origin. Right. It's just that we have an issue of groups of people not treating people as Americans. Yeah. Because, you know, Amer- we don't even have an official language. No. Like that's one thing that people don't realize is, is that, you know, the whole speak English, this is America thing. We don't actually have an official language. We officially do business in English, mm-hmm. but we don't actually have an official language. You know, that that strikes me as interesting is that somebody from Brazil is an American. Somebody from Mexico is an American. Somebody from Canada is an American, but we are from the United States in America. So I, I saw that thing that Donald Trump was the leader of the America First Party, and I was like, you know, that's kind of like half the planet. <laughs> it's not really the United States. But I do want to get to the juicy part of this. All right, you ready for this? Ooh, let's do it. All right. So Trump to start a patriot party. Interesting, right? But then mm-hmm. Trump says no. He's planning on keeping his influence on the GOP. Mm-hmm. And uh, 45 senators, they signed on to toss out the impeachment entirely on some uh, some constitutional grounds that don't make sense. And finally, mm-hmm. Matt Gates, the fret paddle from Florida, referred to Donald Trump as the America First Movement leader. <laughs> and um, I wanted I, all of that kind of goes together in the dysfunction of the Republicans. And uh, I just wanted to get your take on it. Like, what are we predicting for this Patriot Party? What would we predict? I I think he should stay and keep his thumb on the Republicans and not start a a Patriot Party. But on the other hand, I don't really care about him or Republicans. So go ahead and divide and fracture and start as many parties as you want. But I wanted to get Mm -hmm. your take on that. Oh, uh, you know what? 
I, this is where it gets really funny. Yeah. Yeah. To me is, is that I say, fuck it, you know, go for the Patriot party, you know, mm-hmm. and fracture it, you yeah. know, I, I, you know, the GOP is not the GOP anymore. And that much is clear. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, the, the, the people who want the GOP to remain, they allowed Donald Trump into their party mm-hmm. and what the Republican party has become is not the Republican party. The Republican party was once the party of fiscal conservative uh, conservancy. You know, you, yeah. you, you really, you really did not like big spending programs, right? That's not the case anymore. The, the difference is, is that Democrats spend their money on people Republicans spend their money on business and, and mm-hmm. that's the, the fact that there's a deficit, like, like the Republican party right now, looking at this whole deficit thing, they're like, Oh my God, there's a deficit. How dare Joe Biden? Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, they've been cool with it for the last four years. Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. Totally. Keep, keep, keep going for that. Keep telling me all of the shit that you say that you believe it's, mm-hmm. it's no different than, you know, the, the protesters, rioters, insurrectionists that carried blue lives matter flags while crushing cops. Right. You know, I'm sorry. It's bullshit. You don't actually believe that it's hypocrisy. So when, when the idea that if, if he goes and forms the, the Patriot party or the America first party, mm-hmm. I say, fuck it, go for broke, just do it. Fracture the party. Go that's for what it. I'm wondering, will it cause a Josh Holly, Ted Cruz, Tommy Tuberville to, to go into the Patriot party? Yes. They will, they'll be forced to move, right? Kevin McCarthy, he's visiting Donald Trump right now. He's the... A house minority leader and yeah he's gonna join the patriot party too is that what's going on here if 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 he does actually form a different party yes i you honestly think, think that they would move yes absolutely wow i i do i think that they would move and i think that it would be wise for the republican party not to do that because i two things could happen here number one is is that the Patriot Party is a bunch of fanfare, but it ends up being nothing more than, you know, a quote unquote libertarian party. It's not actually libertarian. Yeah, I know what you mean, though. But but essentially, there you know there there'll be a small presence. There'll like a be a bunch party. of people. Right. Yeah, there'll be a third party. They'll they'll get quite a few people to sign up, but it won't have the same sway as you know the the mm-hmm. GOP has for the last hundred and fifty years. Right. The GOP will weaken. And so then you have these two parties that are going to be forced, you know, that are going to, there's going to be a bunch of fighting between these two parties that in Mm -hmm. theory should be semi aligned. And if Democrats and progressives let them fight, they win elections. Well, because now the money's going to be spent in primaries instead of generals. So by the time the actual opponent gets to us, like what they've been doing with us, or what they've been doing to Democrats. I don't, mm-hmm. I, I don't, I guess I identify. Democrats and progressives. Yeah. Is they yeah. fight it out over progressive and moderate. Yeah. Ideas. Let them fight. And that's my mentality on is I say, let them fight. Yeah. You know, but I do want to say that this is the Republican party. I think since 1968 and the civil rights act, and they had to decide whether to go with the outright racist in Wallace or the quiet law and order, you know, racist in Nixon, 
they went with the Nixon for a while, and it's been progressively getting worse. And I think Donald Trump is the Dr. Jekyll to the Nixon Hyde, the Reagan Hyde, you know, the, the Bush Hyde. And now it's just morphed into its two identities that it's always had, but it, it can't live. It just can't live with civil rights. A lot of it, a lot of it. And I think, I mean, the whole GOP is the Donald Trump party. There's nobody taking a stand on the other side. I can count 15 15 representatives, 10 in the House, that have voted for impeachment and five that voted for the for it to continue, the impeachment to continue. And so 15 representatives <laughs> out of mm-hmm. out of how many are, are are the GOP now? You know, and yep. I'm sorry, Mitt Romney, you're not getting credit for this. You're like, I don't like you because you're you're somebody that I wouldn't vote for president. So if you're gonna be the leader of this new like Republican conservative return return the return to the Republican Party. I don't like it because I don't like him. I want a progressive Republican. I want a a Republican that's like I have a wild idea, but I also figured out how to pay for it. That's what I want. (laughs) I have a wild idea, and I figured out how it's going to save the taxpayers a bunch of money. Right. That's what I want. I don't want these like guys that because. Here's the thing. It's like the way debate works is Joe Biden says, I want to spend this. And somebody on the other side should be like, yeah, but here's where you could cut the corners. But they're not. They're like, no. And it's that it's not even a debate. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's like that party isn't even a part of existence anymore. They're default leaving our government up to the Democrats. Mm-hmm. And the Democrats want to help me. So I have no problem with that. But for 10 years from now, I'm not going to like it as much <laughs> well, and that's and that's you know one of the things that i have seen circulating you know on, on on the internet right now is this whole there's a whole bunch of people that after 2020 are okay with the government controlling their lives and i and i'm sitting here going look person who posted this mm-hmm. you're you're in the in bed with a party that was more than okay with trying to install a king rather than accepting the results of a presidential election and they're literally literally to the point that you know the craziest shit that i've seen is is that you know joe biden has an asian american secret service member Mm -hmm. they've gone as far as to call it his call him his chinese handler and i'm like you would i mean if you want to talk about problems your 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 bias and your racism is so entrenched mm-hmm. that you would rather believe that Joe Biden has a Chinese handler than that an Asian American could be a Secret Service member and a good one too. And I, you know, we. You want to talk about you want to talk about America and what American ideal is? The America was never a person, a race. Yeah, it was it was an idea <laughs> of taking advantage of the poor until they got rich and found new poor to take advantage of. That's Pretty what much. America's about. Pretty much. I mean, <laughs> and like I want to get this out because their party is the party that allowed COVID an economic disaster. So if you're talking about a party ruling somebody's life, um, COVID is the bomb right now. You know what I mean? It is. Mm-hmm. It's it's terraformed life, and we're all living because Donald Trump couldn't keep it in Spain. He had to bring it here. 
He couldn't he couldn't fucking put anybody in Spain to say, hey, there's some problem here in North Africa. No, he said isolationism when it gets to our shores, we'll deal with it. And that's fucking bullshit. But anyway, so. <laughs> yep. No, absolutely. It's absolutely bonkers. And so, of course, you know, in the end. All that does is just make this so much more difficult. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, once again, I'm sitting here, you know, I was looking through the COVID death cases yesterday. You know, South Korea has a population of 51 million mm-hmm. and they've only had about 1,500 people die. Japan, population of about 127 million. Mm-hmm. They've only had 5,000 people die. And the funny thing is, is is that when you think about this whole, oh, well, you know, freedom, freedom, freedom. Last I checked is South Korea and Japan's economies never shut down. Mm -hmm. They find the ever loving shit out of people for, you know, not following public health directives. And they're doing just fine in terms of economy and dealing with a fucking pandemic. And we will, too. By summer, by summer, everybody's worried about the amount of, of <laughs> vaccinations. But you know, there's more coming out in a couple of weeks from Johnson and Johnson. AstraZeneca from England is going to be coming out soon, and Johnson and Johnson is prepared to make a billion doses, and that that's just one shot. So anyway, but here's something cool. We only have like 15 minutes left, and I told yep. you it's going to be a packed show, and I gotta, uh, you know. I gotta bring this up because this is a Jeffrey thing to me. So let's do this. <laughs> I don't even know how to bring it about. So there's there's cracks in the queue. So the storm was coming on January 6th. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? And it came, but it failed. And Joe Biden was like inaugurated. And like I've seen I've actually seen people crying about like, how could this be wrong? Like the, the people standing there after the apocalypse saying it never happened. And so but that's like. That's old news now, Jeffrey. Like, it's uh-huh. <laughs> old news. You know, now, you know, you a... had you had all the the crying lib memes mm-hmm. afterwards, and now you've got <laughs> crying MAGA memes, and it's like you don't get to make fun of the crying lib now that you got this, and we get I'm to make sorry. fun of you as well. But now they're moving on to this thing. I don't know. Have you heard about the new thing on March fourteenth? Is it? I'm trying to pull up my note here. At this oh, end. Christ. Yeah, that somehow Donald Trump's going to send a power on March 14th. Oh, right. fuck. So on, on, somewhere in the past, in 1971, um, the, the U.S. government became a corporation, leaving everything else that the public side of the government does as just irrelevant, I guess. And so... <laughs> <laughs> Donald Trump is going to in this coffee. He is going <laughs> to be named our 18th president because B- Ulysses S. Grant was our 17th president, <laughs> and Donald Trump will ascend to the throne on March 14th. I mean, Jeffrey, where are we getting this stuff? I mean, who is listening to this Q guy still? Um. Uh, cocaine is my best answer for you and cocaine is my other answer for you this shit doesn't make sense there is it is not based in any sort of rational reality <laughs> like don't get me wrong i think the united states is essentially run like a corporation quite mm-hmm. well in sure, fact sure. by other corporations and the idea that any a person who heads uh, his own giant corporation is somehow going to save america from being a corporation the cognitive dissonance in dunning kruger is very fucking real here 
Like, what in the hell do you really? So, so somehow, you know, USA Inc. is going to be run by a guy who runs Trump Inc. And it's not going to be Trump USA. Mm. Are you, I mean, you literally have to be baked out of your fucking skull in order to think that that's ever real. The re the reality is, is that, you know, I do, there's no question, believe that the United States is essentially run like a corporation. Of course. We're in the business of selling arms, mostly. But a really bad corporation. Hey, we got out of the war in Yemen. Jeffrey, we got out of the war in Yemen. We're not selling arms to them anymore. We're not yeah, sending arms yeah. to the Saudi Arabians anymore. I, I, yeah. I, 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 I give it I hated time. That war. I hated that. Well, yeah, of course, of course. But we're give it not, time. <laughs> I know. It's so cool. And so on that same Q subject, we can keep talking about it, but I did want to mention Marjorie Taylor Greene, which I, oh I am God. all in favor of mentioning these people. I put them, I put her Twitters in the descriptions because you yep. have to go and read her tweets. You have to harass her. You have to get her out of office. She's just one of the red tie traders and she popped mm. up this week. So I am happy to promote harassment of Marjorie Taylor Greene. Hi, the Marjorie. Idea that, the <laughs> idea that the Parkland shooting was some fucking false flag and, or you know, it's no different when they yeah. said Sandy Hook was some false flag as a way to take her remember since obama got elected up until joe biden mm -hmm. there's only been one president who's actually curtailed gun rights and that's donald j trump right so you want to talk about fucking false flags motherfucker donald j trump is the only one who's actually done anything to curtail gun rights so all your nra QAnon bullshit is literally pulling the wool so far over your fucking eyes that it's actually gone around giving you an atomic wedgie and come back over your fucking head <laughs> You know, Sandy Hook was actually the first conspiracy that I ran into with the podcast because I thought I, I was like, ooh, I found this Sandy Hook thing on YouTube. I should put that up. And I was like, wait, is this actually – wait, are they saying it isn't real? Wait. Yes. Am I going to am I gonna insult like uh, tens of, of – Debbie's fucking dying over you know? here from my atomic wedgie and algae. <laughs> <laughs> It is a perfect way of describing a Trump supporter. What? Tied in the knots with something <laughs> stuck up your ass. You know, this shit is insane. It is yeah. just, it's not based in any sort of plausible reality. And, and you know, like I said, if, if people would have, you know, would have accepted the fact that, you know, Donald J. Trump was, you know, the hookers and cocaine party, people would have mm -hmm. been like, you know what, fuck it, whatever, we'll just roll with it. Right. But the fact is, is that he basically took the Republican Party and, you know, shoved it in the toilet and gave it a swirly. Yeah. And now people are just like, yeah, let's keep going with this, but crazier. Crazier. But that's not my problem. My my issue is, like, yes, I believe that there's 100,000 radicalized, crazy Trump supporters, but there's the rest of the GOP that's going along with it. And I yes. can't I can't imagine, like... My cousin Donna, who's a who's a proud Republican, or Ralph, who's a, like a Republican but's hiding because he's embarrassed, or you know, even me, who's like kind of I could have been a centrist, but I how do you how did those people like say yeah we're just going for this like I don't understand that you know it's the it's the millions of other people that just don't seem to give a fuck. <laughs> it, it, what it boils down to is is that. 
people don't understand what conservative actually looks like anymore. (laughs) If if it's a person or a color, then sure. We're just going to go with that. Mm -hmm. The reality is, is, is that when you look at what the conservative party supposedly was, it was about financial uh, conservatism. It was, it it was about land conservatism. It was about, it was about allowing more, you know, states to have more of a say in their own, institutions and their own governance and when you look at exactly how that has worked out the the republicans have run more of a deficit than the democrats have Mm -hmm. which is historic to say historically um when you look at the way that the government treats land they just give it to corporations in order to you know do whatever the fuck they want with it you know they basically took a dump on teddy roosevelt on that one and Uh, and, you know someone who they consider one of the most macho republicans which was hilarious when they're like donald trump is the most manly republican i'm like y'all never read about teddy roosevelt have you right the teddy bear (laughs) nixon and then and then when you look at when you look at you know governance you know states governance you know the people themselves you know, sat there and screamed, states should have the ability to decide their own elections. Okay, mm-hmm. well, the states voted for Joe Biden. Fed daddy, come save me. Right. It's horseshit. You're not about those things. So go ahead, go ahead. Start your own Patriot Party that's full of all of these fucking delusions. Right. Tear the party and go apart. Do a bait, bait stage, or try and go on to anywhere and talk to. I say, fuck it. Let them. Circle. Let them tear that party apart. Yes. And if if the Democrats and progressives have a brain cell between the two of them, they're just going to sit there and watch this happen. Yep. And be of like, course. we're never losing another election again. Of course. That's the that's the issue to me. And it's like, I know what Joe Biden's going to do. Joe Biden's going to say, go ahead, obstruct it. You know what I mean? I mm-hmm. think the best, the best ever, like... The, the, the Republicans are threatening the filibuster. I think mm-hmm. the best promo for any Democrat is to say, here, go ahead, filibuster it. I want you to sit there, Ted Cruz, and read Green Eggs and Ham for the next four days. And we are going to put a live stream of that and say, look at what he's obstructing. It would be the perfect ad. So go ahead and self-destruct. There is no, there's no way that a Republican can, can legitimately debate anything that Joe Biden's doing because it's not, he's in reality, they're not even a party. (laughs) And so to me, go ahead and obstruct because right now it's that Gandhi theory. Watch how they're, watch how they're hurting me and you'll agree with me, even if I'm not right, you know? Right. You know, and don't get to be the victim and the assailant at the same time. But that's, that's the glory of being them is, is that somehow that, you know, they were, you know, attacking for freedom and somehow Mm -hmm. they're victimized because, you know, they took pictures of themselves at the fucking Capitol, posted it on their parlor accounts with their fucking driver's license to verify (laughs) that they're a citizen. Are you fucking stupid? I know, right? (laughs) Like, you and then the, my favorite argument in all of this has been well, well, parlors being silenced by Amazon. And I'm going, mm-hmm. motherfucker, you haven't liked Amazon before, and you right. built your platform on Amazon. That's right. Oh, How wanna... fucking dense are you? <laughs> and, and the best thing about this, wait, oh yeah, the best thing about it is, oh, guess what? The Proud Boy leader, he's a he's a he's a narc. <laughs> he's an informant. <laughs> you know. 
I feel like I, I feel like the writers at the Onion are probably sitting down, going, yeah. "I mean, do we do we put anything out this week?" Because <laughs> they did that one time where they were like, you know, Onion articles on uh, Onion writers on the verge of suicide because they can't come up with shit crazier than reality, right? And That's I'm sitting here going. You know, the the willingness to explain away like I I like I've I've been accused of being a a, a softy Biden supporter. And I'm like, no, I know how to deal with Biden. Mm-hmm. Trump, there was no logic or reasoning. You know, all of the all of the talking points were literally just words coming out of his mouth that he couldn't comprehend. Right. I mean, if you wanted it, if you wanted an understanding, it was his Twitter account. His Twitter account was who he actually was. Mm. It was his handlers putting the shit on the teleprompter that when he was saying those words, he didn't know what the fuck they meant. (laughs) Period. End of story. So, so when we get to this point of, you know, Mm. what does, what does it mean to be a Republican right now? It's like, I don't know what it would mean for people to be Republicans right now because because if you ever considered yourself a Reagan Republican, you know, basically Trump took Reagan, stood him on his fucking head and then shoved his head in the ground. Right. Well, we're almost out of time. So I'm going to let you do a wrap up. Final statement. (laughs) Basically what it boils down to is, is that if we've, we've gone from the point of alternative facts to alternative reality at this point, this is just a bad ARG alternative reality game because I can't understand for the life of me what the fuck some of these people are thinking or going to do. But the reality of this is, is is that, you know, if you think I trust the Democrats for one solid second on what they're going to do, fuck no. It's just that at least I know that, you know, I know how to deal with them and that, you know, at least, uh, and that their ideas are somewhat based in reality badly, but at least they're there in reality. So my, in, in, in short Democrats playing a bad game, but at least in reality, Hmm. whatever the right has become, it's, it's not alternative facts. It's alternative reality at this point. It's just fucking nuts. Yeah. They've advocated their place in politics. And I think that's a shame for everybody because we're running I think that's a shame system. I think that's a shame for for rural America who really wanted, you know, financial uh financial conservatism, you know, mm-hmm. or places where they hurt. They just they're not that. No. Period in the story. Period. That's the shame is that we're down to a one party system, you know. We're and that's and that's if and that's if uh that's if the progressives and the democrats manage to stick together long enough. Mm-hmm. They love it. And I don't. Their own. Yep. And, and, and I guarantee you that who, when it's, when it's their time to split, we're going to be having the same conversation. Mm-hmm. But one thing I will say is, is that moving forward, it's easy for me to shit on the right because they are completely off their rocker at this point. Sure. You know, I respect the, I respect the true Republicans who, who do believe in financial uh, conservatism. Mm-hmm. I think it's, I think it's something that needs to have more clout. I, I do believe that we need less government in our lives. Me too. Uh, I, I do believe that what they should be protecting is different than what they are protecting and that there just needs to be less of it. 
but at the same time, we're, I think we're going to have, you and I are going to have some fiery comments on what the Democrats are doing because, mm-hmm. you know, even as you said, you know, as a person with disabilities, you're feeling pretty left out these days. I sure am. And, and I guarantee you that pretty soon that's going to change because there's going to be black people that are going to be feeling left out. There's going to be Latino mm-hmm. people feeling left out. Mark my words. It happens every time courted long enough to get the vote, but soon they're going to start getting shit on. Well, I think everything has this lens of racial equity and I'm fine with that. But the thing is, is like that movement isn't pulling anybody along. They're not forming a coalition. It's like mm-hmm. us, us, us. And I'm really sorry, but that's kind of like, it's yep. the same thing as racism or segregation. I, I don't know what it is. It doesn't feel right that, you're not bringing more people along with you. Look, there's disabled people in the BLM movement, but you're not supporting them. You're not mentioning them. There's trans people. They're in the BLM movement, but you're not mentioning them. You're not supporting them. There's the women in the BLM movement. You're not supporting women. You're only supporting BLM. And you got your way. You got a president that is, is he's trying, he's trying to steam out the systemic racism, but you're not promoting any other anything else it's like me 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 and you're not thinking about anybody else that's been supporting you the whole time and 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 i unfortunately we're that's what we're gonna see is un, until you know all of these allies come together for each other's causes mm-hmm. you know yeah. it's going to be me 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 yeah you know to me, As it was I, the whole Game of Thrones thing. Jon yep. Snow, he's fighting, uh, I can't remember who the asshole was on the horse, but it was the whole coalition. It was the whole North. It was these guys and these guys and this army and this this group. They all got together to fight and win. It wasn't one group doing it all for themselves. And I don't know. I, I don't want to I don't want to shit on the BLM movement because they've been no. struggling for a long time. No, it's, it's a movement very, that's needed. It's very exclusive. It's not very inclusive. And I had this argument. I'll end on this. This will be my final thing. White people, racists are your brothers. They're not your enemy. Because if you can walk away from the fight at any time, it's your choice. You choose to make them an enemy. And we had this discussion on Denton County Collective, and I just didn't say it right. Racists aren't your enemy. They're making you look bad. They're your brothers. They're not your they're your they're your siblings, you know, and you should you should be embarrassed that there's racists on the planet, but you they're not your enemy. You're supporting somebody whose enemy they're they are. And since I've I've been supporting people and I'm not getting much support back for my for my cause and that bugs me that's it but i'm not knocking anybody for the hard work they're doing i'm just saying that they need to acknowledge other people working alongside them everybody everybody needs to show up for everybody in the fight for equality not 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 everybody show up for me in my fight for equality that's right that's right and i agree and that's why i don't think i mean a racist sitting at home being a racist, he doesn't bother me, but one that leads to violence does. Because a racist deserves the same equality. It sucks. It sucks. I don't agree with them, but they have the right to existence. So 
Love you, Jeffrey. I know you got to get Love to one. Love you, We'll catch you next week. Yeah? Okay. I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> and for you, I am going to leave you with some homework. And that is a podcast that I have been listening to called Hell or High Water with John Heilman. It was really an interesting conversation about America and how we got here. But it really put this perspective on the Republican Party that... I really wanted to have a whole conversation with Jeffrey about, but there's so much going on, I couldn't do it. But it does really explain the arc of the Republican Party and how we got where we are. I think it's really interesting. I put the link in the description of the podcast and of this live stream, so you can go ahead and do that. I really urge you to listen to that. Uh, John Heilman and Lawrence O'Donnell. I really respect Lawrence O'Donnell on the on what he did and there's another guest but i don't know keith anderson or something maybe i don't know him but check that out check out that because i want to i want you to have the same perspectives i have if i know what you know and you know what i know we can have a conversation uh join us next week uh facebook 10 a.m eastern 7 a.m pacific until then go ahead and listen to our past episodes on soundcloud apple Podcasts, spotify google play tune in radio and pocket cast thanks for being here i will talk to you next week to those who would tear the world down we will defeat you this is our moment this is our time to those who seek peace and security we support you yes we can and to all those who have wondered if america's beacon still burns as bright tonight we prove once more that the true strength of our nation comes not from the might of our Place. And I don't care how tough you are, they will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody is going to hit as hard as life. Ask not. Yes, we can. What your country can do for you. I have a dream. Ask what you can do for your country. My poor little children. Yes, we can. One day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. I don't have to tell you things are bad. Everybody knows things are bad. It's a depression. In this lifetime, you don't have to prove nothing to nobody except yourself. It ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Welcome to Public Access America. Yes, we can. Now on Instagram and SoundCloud. We wanted to run out of that tunnel for my dad. On Twitter. Podcast, the Stitcher Smart Radio app, Potable, and Spotify. Yes, we can. Public Access America. History in the making. Making history in the making.
If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.